Welcome to Lipstick Attitude, hosted by Dr. Elizabeth King, psychotherapist, hypnotherapist, author, and motivational speaker, specializing in trauma and women's mental health, and Yvonne Haas, psychotherapist and coach specializing in relationships, couples, and women's issues. This show is your dose of inspiration, information, and laughter. In each episode, Dr. King and Yvonne bring you hacks, tips, and inspiring stories to help you live a successful life. So ladies, grab your lipstick. It's time to do this. The Lipstick Attitude Podcast is powered by Suits, Stilettos, and Lipstick Foundation, a nonprofit movement to empower women and children from all walks of life to be resilient, self-confident, and purposeful leaders through education, mentorship, and community outreach. To learn more, visit sslwomen.org. Please note that this show is intended to empower and educate. It is not meant to be utilized as a substitute for individual therapy. It's go time. It is go time. We did it again. We're well, we're gonna do it again, I guess. <laughs> Hi everyone. This is the Lipstick Attitude, and I'm Dr. Elizabeth King. And I'm Yvonne Haas, and hello and welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Another episode of our amazing Lipstick Attitude podcast. How do you think it's going, uh, Yvonne? It's been now three episodes. Well, aside from, I think eventually at one point we need to release the bloopers reel. Oh, yeah. You know, what, what's it really like to record a podcast? It's very glam. It's, it's so glam, glam, especially when you get halfway through and realize that you haven't hit record. That's the best. Yes. Well, she's trying to say that that's what I did without calling me out. <laughs> 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 that was my blooper. <laughs> and by the way, this was just a rehearsal. We need to do it again. I was just getting you to practice, Yvonne. That's how I think I announced it. <laughs> exactly. or, did, or did I just cry like a baby? Oh, let's just move forward. Let's I thought actually you were about to tell me that we needed to re-record today's because something wasn't going well. No, so far so good. We'll let you know about that later on. But exactly. right now we're, we're on it. So welcome everyone. We're so excited that you're listening in and if you're watching us on Facebook, because we're going to release it there as well, hello. Now you can see us as well, because you know the people in podcast land they don't get to see us. Only people in Facebook get to see us. So that's true, right? But podcast people love you guys. I know that our voices sound a whole lot better than what we look like. <laughs> <laughs> this is the new quarantine beauty. That is new quarantine. You fix the front of your hair and the front of your face, and you wear a nice shirt, and you don't worry about the back of your hair or your pants. You know, quarantine beauty. I know we should do a show, Yvonne, uh, talking about the beauty tips for quarantining. I I think that that would be a hit. I think we'll need a guest. Yeah, we'll need a guest. (laughs) (laughs) What are you trying to say, girlfriend? Against somebody who knows something about something. Oh my God, I can't believe you just said that. We look gorgeous <laughs> just to look at the back of our head. That's exactly. all. <laughs> the exactly. Kerosene has gone away with the quarantine. Exactly. <laughs> quarantine is not the new carotene, let me no, tell you. It is not. But we have a great topic today, a very serious topic. Uh, actually, it's, it's going to be about love addiction. I know that that sounds like a a foreign word and an oxymoron, right? Love and addiction. How do you put those two things together? But before we begin, we have to start the way we normally start. Don't let me forget. We need to do 
What's new and great in your world, Yvonne? What's new and great in my world? Well, what's new and great is uh, tonight we are gathering with the amazing women of Suits, Stilettos, and Lipstick Foundation and the men. Can't forget our boys, right? For a virtual happy hour. So it's really exciting. We haven't seen them in what? um, It's been a month, maybe a few weeks. Yeah, we did a happy hour about a month ago i think yeah i mean quarantine time is a whole different time zone it's like the twilight zone um but i'm super excited to get to see everybody tonight yeah how awesome is that you know we're making it work uh, this whole quarantine thing does not mean that we need to disconnect from everyone i always say social distancing does not mean social disconnecting so Make sure everyone that you find folks that you can connect with. And if you don't have your own tribe, come and join our tribe. Even if you have your own tribe, bring that tribe along with you to Suits, Stilettos, and Lipstick Foundation Happy Hours and all of our virtual events. And we'll be having more. So make mm-hmm. sure you check us out and make sure that you connect. Don't do this by yourself. We really need to be uh, you know, vigilant on staying connected because we don't want to have depression or anxiety and all those feelings that come when you are isolating. So very, very important. Right. Are you going to ask me? I'm I am. Care? Nope. No, I don't care. You don't care. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't care. <laughs> I am the third care. <laughs> Oh, great. We are actually having a little bit. It's my of, new tagline. What, you know, you just froze, so you'll have to say that again. What's your new tagline? Oh, it's My says, new tagline. Am I still frozen? No, it says internet is uh, weak right now. So well, it looks fine on my end, so we'll okay, go with yeah. that. Okay. Uh, my new tagline is the therapist who doesn't care. <laughs> Call me I up so I can tell you I don't care. It, I don't think you're going to get a lot of patience with that, but okay, we'll go I'm with just, that. <laughs> I have no tissues for your issues. How about that? I'm totally kidding, everybody. Completely kidding. Completely. Don't listen Please. to that. Yeah. All right. So All right. Ready? I want my drum roll. Bam. What's right. new and great in your world? New and great in my world. I just started taking classes for boating. I am so excited and I am having such a blast with that. I've always wanted to do that. So guys and girls, if you're out there wanting to do something that you have been dreaming about doing and you can do it, do it. This is the time. We're, you know, isolated and, you know, even though I am working longer hours than I have (laughs) in my lifetime, I am absolutely making time for some self-care. And really that's what this is about for me is just getting out there, disconnecting from the world and just doing my own thing. And I'm just loving it. And of course I had to go buy some clothes for boating because, you know, I can't look shabby. I'm sassy, you know, so (laughs) I had to do a little bit of uh, the sassy nautical, the sassy nautical and try to do that shopping with gloves and a mask. Not so sassy, but it is what we have to do. So yeah. it's, the, it's the new norm or, you know, the new reality. So it is what it is. But so does I, that mean now we have to call you Captain King? Yeah. Oh, how cool is that? How I'm actually going to find my, I have a captain's hat 
I'm going to look for that today. Of course you do. Of course I do. Like, Hello. Who who has a captain's hat out there who never boated before? Like did not take the class. Yeah, you do. Of course you do. Yeah. Well, that's because it was cool at some point. I don't know what year. Who knows? 1985. How long it <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Could be that. It's in style now. That's all I can say. I saw a few of them uh, at the store that I went shopping for the nautical stuff, but I actually went online and apparently it's going to be the end thing. So I'm, I'm ahead of the game. I'm trending. You're trending. I'm not wearing the captain's hat. <laughs> you don't wear hats. You don't like hats. So I, I'm close as I get as a baseball cap. I know. Well, I have a collection of hats. You know, you know, you know me. We're I know. I've borrowed, I've borrowed your hats. Exactly. Yes. We show up. She invites me to these events. I get invited to a tea party. I don't have a tea party hat. I get invited to a, what was it? A derby party. I mean, my husband grew up with the racetracks. I don't have a derby hat. <laughs> like, Well, that's on you. Who doesn't have a derby hat? Hello? <laughs> but who has... You know what? Use your resources. Let this be everybody's lesson in life. Use your resources. Find a friend with the derby hat. You yeah. don't need to own one. <laughs> I was trying to do that with the boat, but that didn't work so well. Yeah, no. People with, boat, with boats are not very generous about sharing their boats. Me, on the other hand, I will be sharing my boat. So get ready, people. I'm taking you out. <laughs> so, I, th well, I think there's going to be a podcast episode filmed from that boat. Ooh, how fun would that be? Except I get to come too. <laughs> of, of course you do. Of course you do. We'll, we'll be sitting there at the captain's seat with the captain's hat doing our podcast. There you go. Showing you how to do self-care. 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 All right, let's start with our topic. How about that? This is such a bizarre topic to me, right? Because... We have such a loving view of love. Like, how can love be bad? And, and love, I believe, can't be bad, which is the whole uh, thing about just being an oxymoron, right? To call it love addiction. And we're going to talk about, is this love? Or what does love look like? And how do you become a, a love addict? You know, what, what makes you become a love addict and i know that there are people out there right now hurting really bad and oh yeah may not even know this terminology may not even recognize it so we're here to enlighten you and to give you some tips so that you can you know live a successful life which is what this whole podcast is about yeah and, and i mean and we need love love is a basic need you know, if babies don't feel loved and, you know, handled and picked up and all of that stuff, they'll die. Like, it's a very, very basic need. So we definitely need to have love. We need to have love, but we don't need to have dysfunctional love. And that's no. what love addiction is, right? And, you know, the research shows that um, people that suffer from love addiction possibly have had physical or emotional sexual abuse or may have had childhood neglect or abandonment or rejection. But guess what? There are plenty of people out there that have not had any of those things that also suffer from love 
addiction. So what happened? What, you know, what can you do about it? Um, do you want to talk about, Yvonne, maybe the definition of a love addiction? Sure. So love addiction, which is also known as pathological love, refers to a pattern of behavior characterized by maladaptive, pervasive, and excessive interest toward one or more romantic partners, which then results in a lack of control and the renouncing of your other interest and behavior and other negative consequences, which sounds very similar to a lot of addictions. Absolutely. It's very similar to a drug addiction or even codependency. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's all uh, obsessive compulsive behaviors. All of that is kind of meshed in together and it's yeah. very difficult to separate one from the other. You know, and I think it's it's important for us to point out here that not all addiction is a chemical type of addiction. Like for substance abuse, I think it's a lot easier for people to see that as, oh, of course you can get addicted. But there are behavioral addictions as well, like gambling. Gambling is a behavioral addiction, but it does light up the same centers of the brain. Yeah, I think that's really important what you just said, that it lights up the center, different centers of the brain. And so you actually can see that there's something different about that person's brain. And love addiction is exactly the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's not something that someone made up. It's not right. like someone says, oh, I have a love addiction and it doesn't mean anything. It, it possibly can be something for real happening in the brain yeah. you know and Yvonne and I were both psychotherapists and we deal with this type of behavior in our practice and you know when people come to us and ask about love addiction or describe their behaviors and we know that it's love addiction uh, it, it is a very difficult um, disorder to talk about because there's not a whole lot of research on it Yet it, it mimics so much, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, obsessive compulsive behavior, OCD behaviors, and mm -hmm. like you said, even a drug addiction is very similar. Yeah, but I, I think that it's a topic that a lot of people don't like to touch because, you know, love is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, you know, and people need to feel love. So, but we've got to get in there and differentiate what's a healthy form of love, what's a healthy display of love, and what's an unhealthy display of love. Yeah, let's start with that. Let's talk about what is an unhealthy state, uh, demonstration of love. What are some of the symptoms that you see in your practice? Well, I've seen clients who um, actually will show up at their partner's house when the partner is not home and go through their garbage, like the garbage that you put out on the curb, and like remove items from that person's garbage because to take home with them because they can't get enough of that person. It's like this constant longing and, you know, like you go to work during the day, there's a little bit of separation. Well, not right now in quarantine, of course, but normally speaking, you know, you go your separate ways you go to work and distance, you know, makes the heart grow fonder. But for some of these people, it really doesn't. You know, they look for ways then to start pulling in bits and pieces of their partner's life so that they don't feel that separation. And that could even happen if the person that they're seeking this um, 
this attention from may be abusive to them. They could mm -hmm. be verbally, verbally abusive or physically abusive uh, or sexually abusive, like, you know, rape and assault and all that. And the, that person still has this desire to make it work with that person. They want to make it, you know, okay. They want, they have this fantasy of if I just hang here long enough, that person's going to change and they're going to love me how I need to be loved. Yeah. And have you seen too, like sometimes the, the more abusive that person becomes, the more the, the person who with the love addiction wants them to love them. It's not even a warning sign to that person. It's not a, oh my gosh, this is getting, this abuse is getting more is and more. Flag, right? yeah, yeah, this is a flag. No, it's almost like a, a pull, like a magnetic pull to have that person become even closer to them. Yeah, they become very clingy, very, very clingy, and uh, almost like a stalker. They, mm -hmm. they need the attention. They will uh, text a hundred times. They will phone call a hundred times. They will leave messages begging the person to come back, even if the other person is being abusive to them. Yeah. Um, they, in fact, the more abusive that they are, the more they desire it because they feel like if only I can change, if only I can beg for forgiveness, they will love me and they mm -hmm. will want me. And this will be this fantasy world that, that I have conjured up in my, in my mind, but it doesn't change. It gets worse and worse and worse. And, and, you know, when I've had patients that um, are suffering from love addiction, they will share with me that they know that the behavior is wrong. They know that they shouldn't be accepting abuse. They know that they shouldn't be, you know, begging for forgiveness when they haven't done anything. When the other person is the perpetrator and, and they could be very nasty and, and angry, they know it, but they can't stop the behavior. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of them too that will actually reenact traumatic events from other relationships in their current relationship. You know, so they're, they're carrying in some trauma from one to another and they recognize that this is what they're doing, but they continue to do it as a pattern of having that person love them. Yeah. And, and a lot of times I have seen that the person that's suffering from love addiction will continuously attract that type of a person partner mm -hmm. that will be abusive to them it's almost like they're trying to fix their own love their own self-love by looking and reaching out to other people for love but they're looking and they're they're so empty inside they right. are feeling so loveless of, of their own selves that they don't discriminate between healthy love and dysfunctional love. No, no. I mean, I've seen people who are, you know, dating online and obviously there are lots and lots of profiles of people online. And I've had actually women say to me, I think I'm in love with this guy. I'm like, well, how many times have you seen him? Well, we haven't met in person yet. You know, so right now you're in love with a photo and a profile and what somebody wants you to see about them online versus like getting to know that person. And if you notice some of these people with love addiction fall in love the minute they meet somebody, 
you know, they have this very like, you know, what we consider like the hopeless romantic kind of persona where people, you know, meet and fall in love at first sight. They're doing that with everybody that they meet. Yeah, I I wanted to uh, preface that a little bit because some people do fall in love at first sight. Yeah, those cases happen, but that is not, that's the, the exception to the rule. Most people need to connect with people, get to know them, right. and then they fall in love as they grow through this journey of getting to know each other. If you are falling in love with different people all the time at first sight, you may be suffering from love addiction. You just craving for someone to love you back as opposed yes. to healthy love. Yeah. And, and so that should be a flag. Oftentimes, my patients will tell me that they know that they are suffering from love addiction, and, but they don't know what to do about it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why they come to see us. So um, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, what are some of the things that you can do for love addiction? Well, I mean, honestly, I would recommend that you get professional help for love addiction. You, you know, we should treat love addiction the same way we treat any other type of addiction. Most people who are suffering with drug and alcohol addiction, you know, they go to support groups, they go to therapy, they go to rehab, they do these different types of things because they need that constant support. I think we at first need to make sure that we treat this addiction just as importantly as we treat any type of physical or chemical addiction. Absolutely true. And I think that if you're out there listening to this program and you are right now questioning yourself, is that what I'm doing? Is that the relationships that I'm attracting? Am I a love addict? You need to come and see a professional. This is not something that you can do a D, what is that D, I'm going to say this wrong, DIY or DIY, what is it? DIY, do it yourself. Yeah, do it yourself. You can't do it yourself. You cannot do it yourself. This is something that you need to go and search for professional help because love addiction comes from many different places. So we need to dig in deep to find out where that that lack of love, self-love, Mm-hmm. Is that mean from? Is it from abandonment issues? Is it from physical and emotional um, and sexual abuse? Where is it coming from? And you cannot do that as an individual. You need a professional to help you dig deep down. And you know, and and even if you know it comes from that form of abuse, it's not your job to fix it by yourself. If you know that you grew up in a in a home where there was physical, emotional, or sexual abuse and you understand that your addiction may be coming from that, you need to seek a professional who specializes in trauma. So somebody who can go in there and help you alleviate these symptoms, you know, professionally, it's not on you to do this by yourself. You don't have to be alone. There's nothing shameful about having a love addiction. Which by the way, uh, you've mentioned trauma and I'm a trauma specialist. I just wanna point out, and I know that we say this, all the time. Make sure that if you are suffering from PTSD, trauma-related disorder, you need to see seek a professional that specializes in trauma, not just any therapist or 
a coach or a love coach. I've heard of people that suffer from love addiction going to a love coach. A love coach is there to help you meet someone because you want to fall in love. But if you are not whole, if you are broken inside and you're looking for someone, you're going to find the wrong someone. So you first need to do the work internally before you can be even thinking about finding your mate because you're going to find the wrong mate. You know, mm -hmm. it's, you know, if we talk about the law of attraction, we talk about also just, you know, what are you looking for to fulfill the gaps in, inside your, your head? You're going to go find the wrong person because they're, you're not looking, feeling healthy. You're not healthy. Right. So when, if you're not healthy, how are you going to find a healthy relationship? But be really cautious that you just don't go to any therapist if you're suffering from post-traumatic stress. You really need a trauma-trained, trauma-experienced therapist that will help you through that. If you are suffering from love addiction and it does not relate to trauma, then yes, then that is a, a broader scope of, uh, of treatment. And yes, a general therapist would work just fine. Someone that knows about love addiction. Yeah, I mean, a cognitive behavioral specialist you know, who is experienced in working with patients who have gone through love addiction would, would work just fine, you know. But did you see that they also recommend sometimes a mood stabilizer? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're holistic doctors and we, you know, we don't really believe in just medication, 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 but sometimes it's absolutely necessary. And if you're uh, going up and down and having mood swings that are debilitating that you're not able to function that by all means take a look at that with a professional with your psychiatrist with your psych psychotherapist talk about options because that might help to at least settle things for a while while you're doing your you know psychotherapy treatments you may need some um, yeah med medication don't don't do the medication without the therapy Absolutely. Because that doesn't help you change the behavior. That doesn't help you peel back the onion and dig down to the root cause of things. It may squash the symptoms for a while, which would be useful because that helps you break the cycle. But once you stop taking the meds, if you haven't done the work on the other side, you're, you're destined to repeat those same behaviors. You know, and then of course people get into the cycle that I'm sure you're familiar with. I, I can't even conquer this. Maybe I should never love again or be in a relationship because I obviously can't conquer my love addiction. Yeah, that giving up and just not not uh, trying to do better, where does that leave you? You can choose that. Absolutely. Everybody has a, an option. But why would you want to stay in that place where you feel so hurt and right. so much pain and so broken? There are options and, you know, Yvonne and I will tell you that there are amazing options that will really help you uh, live that successful life that you always dreamed of. Of course. So don't ever give up. You know, this show is about hope. It's about empowerment. It's, it's about giving you the tools to live that successful life that you always dreamed of. 
But guess what? You have to take the initiative. You have to do, you have to make the choice that that's what you want. That is your prerogative. What do you want for your life? Yeah, I mean, if you don't take action to do something, then the rest of it's just a nice theory. I mean, I have clients who say to me, you know, I just can't get in shape and I read, you know, fitness magazines all the time. And I said, but do you do what they suggest? Like, I mean, I'm no fitness expert, but I have a feeling that if you just read the material without doing the exercise, it's probably not as effective. Just going to throw it out there, right? So there has to be action behind the information that you receive. Absolutely. Well, are you ready? Because I think we're at the end of our show. Wow, already? Okay. I I we are. It went really fast. This is a very important topic. I hope everyone that is listening, if you know of someone that's suffering from love addiction, share this program with someone. Someone out there needs to hear this message. And if it's you, take it to heart and get some help. There is help out there. And we're here for you. We'll heal your your heart. Oh, yes, absolutely. And show you healthy love. Right. Healthy love is putting on your lipstick. This is our war paint. This is what we wear to go out there and face the world to make sure that life is successful. I hope everybody enjoyed this episode and we will be back with another one. See you soon. Have a great day. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Bye.